Right, so let's look at the biggest concern right now, especially from, from China. I mean, the Chinese regulators have decided to cut the amount of time miners can spend playing online video games to one hour on Fridays, weekends and holidays. I believe that, you know, they're trying to avoid or they're a bit concerned of, you know, the growing gaming addiction in China itself. Why is that? I kind of get the the under 18 one hour game on Friday, Saturday and Sunday between 8 and 9 p.m. My first question or my first initial thought was how were, how the regulators were actually going to regulate it. And then I thought, wait a minute, it's actually China and they can they can control anything. I mean, the Chinese state media themselves called online games spiritual opium. So um, and apparently online gaming companies have been barred from providing their services to under 18s outside of the hours of 8 to 9 p.m. on only Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays through everything. Um, I mean, one of the main verification systems is using real names, which are linked obviously to a massive database and the age associated, etc. So uh, it turns out these rules come amid China's crackdown on big tech companies that everybody's heard of, Tencent and Alibaba Group. Um, if you just look at the I mean, just thinking, I'm not, I'm not a psychologist, but I understand a little bit about the bio and psychosocial factors of gaming addiction. There is a disorder called Internet Gaming Disorder, aka IGD. Um, and it's been said that minors, you know, people under the age of 18 or, you know, children are known to be particularly susceptible to problematic Internet gaming use, owing to um, what, you know, some of, the, some of the readings that I read on this piece, age-related cognitive control. So it's been shown apparently that precursors of addiction appear during adolescence, which in my mind, maybe prevention in this case is better than cure. If young minds, because of their inability to, con or their um, age-related cognitive control and the, the weakness of being able to say, okay, I'm going to make a change. I'm not going to get stuck onto this, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm for it, even though I am in esports. I want kids to be more outside and making things instead of in front of a computer all day. So that's just my that's just my take on that. It'll be interesting to see whether this um, crackdown on tech companies and their ability to market 24-7 and offer 24-7 opportunities online to children will move you know further afield than just China. But good on China. So it seems like there's a lot actually happening right now in um, the online gaming space or the gaming space. What is your take on the recent sexist um, treatment allegations? at World of Warcraft. So it turns out that the the World of Warcraft uh, company or creator, creator company Activision Blizzard has actually been sued by the state of California over its alleged hostile work environment and what's been called um, the frat boy work or a frat boy workplace culture. And I mean, if you're like me, I've worked at a couple of companies throughout my career in different industries and there is nothing worse than a frat boy workplace culture. And like I said, any companies whose culture automatically disbelieves victims should be looked into very seriously because it really doesn't foster a safe environment for the minimum of 40 to 45 hours a week that you're expected to be working. And, you know, anything is rife in any industry, but sexism and discrimination is particularly rife in gaming. And over the last year, I've come across a couple of examples where not only sexual uh, discrimination, but, you know, like actual horrible attacks on humans that are, I mean, what is a streamer trying to do? Just grow a community, maybe, you know, make some money while playing games that they play already. There is no reason to attack somebody based on racist, sexist or homophobic things. 
but that happens. And just this last week, um, I think it was on the, the 2nd of September, there was a big call, which is being called the Twitch Boycott Day, just to give you um, give an example that it's not only Activision Blizzard as a company that's under, you know, that's under attack by the, you know, the collective, the collective gaming industry, but Twitch, apparently there's been black, queer and disabled discrimination throughout. You can find it anywhere in the world, but let's just talk gaming. And the hashtag a day off Twitch was created by a, uh, you know, one of the leaders of this movement, a, a streamer called Record Raven, she had something called or continuously gets what's called hate raids happening on her stream when, and just to give anybody who's not in the industry an, an explaining of what a hate raid is, it's when a streamer is live and they receive an influx of bots following them. And these bots then spam the same message in chat. And particularly for this lady, Record Raven, her address and personal information about her children was shared. If that's not the scariest thing you could ever imagine, then I, then I don't know. I mean, just a couple of months ago, I can't remember exactly where it was, but I heard the story of a young a young girl who was streaming. I think it was Fortnite probably. Um, and she got a phone call that came from her dad's number. So on stream, she was like, sorry, guys, my dad is phoning me. And it was threats saying that they had her dad, uh, you know, tied up and they kidnapped him. And if she didn't show her boobs on... Um, or, you know, take off her shirt and show her breasts on live TV or on live Twitch, twitch.tv, they would uh, kill her, or they would kill her father, rather. Um, it was obviously not real, etc. but imagine the fear where you are live and there are a couple of hundred people watching you and you get this threat. What do you, like, what do you do? It is complete abuse. I am totally against it, but I love the potential power of collective actions by users. So a day of Twitch. If a company's lack of response to so-called hate raids or discrimination is weak, the collective comes together and I'm really hoping that this might only be the beginning of, you know, the community standing up and saying we will not put up with this anymore. So what's new, before we wrap it up, what's new in the online market um, or online gaming world? And I, I obviously know that you are huge when it comes to Fortnite. Uh, just to give you an example of the sort of money that's out there, the FNCS Chapter 2 Season 8 will officially begin 14th of October with a $3 million prize pool that will be broken up over the main seven regions. Um, but still, you've got your two qualifications, your semifinals and your finals, $3 million up for grabs um, for PC players. But console players do not fret because after the finals of FNCS Chapter 2 Season 8, uh, there will be a console Champions Cup, which is pretty cool, with a price pool of $250,000. So don't worry if you cross play, you can still win some money if you're good enough. Cool, thank you, Mac. Chat to you later, bye.